Hello everyone, uh, it is Megan and Andrea here again with the She's Armed podcast. You want to say hi? Hello everyone. We're excited um, to be back. It's been a little bit uh, with our busy lives, you know, with everything that we're doing, but we're excited to be back. Um, today we're going to be talking about religion versus relationship and kind of how that's looked in both of our lives um, throughout our journeys of being followers of Christ. And so for me, I can definitely recall times where I have been kind of more focused on doing things because I think I should do them and not paying much attention to the inside part, uh, which is the part that differentiates religion versus relationship. So would you say the same, Andrea, or what is your story with that? Yeah, so I would consider myself a church girl. I mm-hmm. spent most of my life in church, um, but it's only been in recent years that I've come to discover that there's a difference between uh, religion and relationship, and um you know, just because you're going to church every Sunday and parking your rear in a church pew, it doesn't mean you know Jesus. Exactly. Just um, like going to Taco Bell, don't make you a taco. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. <laughs> I heard that one time, and I seriously don't remember where I heard that from, but it's always stuck with me. Going to Taco Bell doesn't make you a taco, just like going to church does not make you a follower of Christ. Like, yeah. it takes choosing that. It and does. Um, it, it's an inward thing. It's an inward to outward thing. It's mm-hmm. not a outward to inward thing right. when it comes to Christ. Right. And, um, you know, at some point you have to um, learn to make relationship with Jesus. You have to make it your own. Like mm-hmm. you can't go off of uh, your granny and you can't go off of your mama. You, It's got to be you and Jesus. Like yes. You've got to come to know him for yourself. And, um for me, looking back, I was uh, seeking more of what God could do for me mm-hmm. than seeking God Himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still struggle with that sometimes too. Me going too. to God, going to mm-hmm. God more for um, petitions and requests, and not going to God just to go to God, just because He right. is who He is and has done what he's done for me and that being enough because I tend to go with my petitions Mm -hmm. and my requests Mm -hmm. and not that we can't do that because he does care about all that and exactly um you know that's that's where we need to turn when when something gets hard we need to be turning to Jesus absolutely um but um but I found for me I don't know about for you but I found for me that as my relationship has deepened and grown mm -hmm. That it has become more aware to me, I guess, or apparent to me, Mm -hmm. that it's more about seeking God Mm -hmm. than it is about seeking what He can do for me. Um, And that didn't come automatically. Of course, Mm -hmm. I just went for what He could do for me. Yeah. (laughs) And that sounds horrible, but it's true. You know, Lord, I'm in trouble, which is what He wants. But Mm -hmm. as it's deepened and as Mm -hmm. I've grown, I've learned that... um, it's, it's sometimes, a lot of times, well, just like the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. um, our Father who art in heaven, the first part is hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. The first part is all about him and all about yes. the praise and all about um, him. And then, then it gets into the rest of the stuff. So just right. starting with that kind of thing. Yeah. 
and um, for me, what has really pulled me into that deeper relationship with God, it's it started with a problem. It started mm-hmm. with a petition, mm-hmm. um, a hard season in my life where I didn't have anywhere else to turn, and He's where I went, and mm-hmm. through walking through that with Him, and Him drawing near to me mm-hmm. as I drew near to him I've learned more about him mm-hmm. and that's where that relationship I think started to be cultivated yeah and grow exactly yeah it's like he woos us with whatever mm-hmm. we need wherever wherever we're willing to wherever we're willing to meet God at he will meet us yes but then he's going to work on us he's mm-hmm. going to he's going to work on us and we're going to grow yeah. and then we will be doing that from glory to glory, glory to glory, right. until one day we are fully restored and fully glorified. So it's going to be there's going to be something wrong with us till the day we die. Like we're never going to be oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're yeah. never going to arrive. And I certainly don't have this all figured out. And I feel like I'm just starting to scratch the surface oh, of yeah. what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. I'm never going to arrive anywhere. I'm never going to have it fully figured out. But, Absolutely. But. Um, Growing is the... It's the thing that we will continue to yes. do. Yep, until the end. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'd written down a few things of what I felt just from studying scripture and just my life experience of relationship versus religion, like a mm-hmm. compare and contrast thing. So relationship is come as you are. So Jesus invites us to come as we are, to mm-hmm. repent, receive, and, and confess our sins. But religion will tell you, no, you need to clean up first. But that's not the gospel. The gospel mm-hmm. is Jesus meeting people exactly where they're at in their messes and yes. coming as you are. You do not have the power in you yet to clean up first. Mm-hmm. The power that's in you once you accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is what works on that cleaning up process. So that's mm-hmm. a big thing that I think even living in the Bible Belt gets mixed up is mm-hmm. the, you know, clean yourself up and you're an abomination and this and that. Not that truth can't be spoken, but mm-hmm. Jesus says, love them. I'll do the transforming. You come as you are. Mm-hmm. And then he starts doing the tinkering. We don't tinker. He tinkers. We yes. just invite and we love and we show the love of Christ and we share truth, but we don't browbeat. The other thing relationship versus religion so relationship is an inward change that leads to an outer change so religion will say do x y and z to achieve something to achieve blank Mm -hmm. but the only every religion in the world will tell you to do that they'll tell you to do x y z to you know do this seven times or do that three times and make sure you do this and make sure you do that and once you do that you receive something but the relationship with Christ is accept me, receive me. I've done all the work already. It's a gift to you. I'm going to get on the inside of you and then we're going to do this together. And so that is the difference. It When we serve, we serve from being saved. We don't serve to be saved. And right. I feel like that is a huge difference between being a follower of Christ and what other religions out there promise. The other yes. thing is if which I kind of touched on already, religion says, you know, you work for salvation. It's all about what you do, do, and do. Mm -hmm. But relationship is confess and repent, receive salvation as a gift. And in Ephesians 2, 
verses 8 through 9, it talks about this, how it's our gift. We cannot earn the forgiveness. It's already been given us, and we could never attain the holiness and the righteousness. It says that our righteousness are as filthy rags. That is why we need Jesus. We need the blood of Jesus. We need His righteousness, and through Him, we have the gift of salvation if we receive it, but we can never do, 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 do. Now, um, there are there are mentions of um, our deeds will be judged one day. What we do will be judged one day. Um, and, and we will give an account for things we did and said. And But that's not talking about our salvation. We mm-hmm. do not work for salvation. Salvation is a gift. Yes. Um, relationship versus religion again. So relationship is you go to church to meet with God. Religion may look like, okay, just go to church because you think it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and so I feel like that too. Sometimes um, religion will tell us, you know, to do things because we feel we need to do it, um, or we're not measuring up, and it can become kind of legalistic, like we're trying to achieve a level of perfection that we'll mm-hmm. never achieve. Right. Um, not that, not that we don't want to work on ourselves and be improve and to be obedient, but it's from the inward out. It's inside out. Um, relationship. Talk to him with your whole heart, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Religion may say, I'll just pray this prayer, and that's all you need to pray. Mm-hmm. And there's really no emotional connection to it. There's mm-hmm. no inward um, meeting with God or intent of the heart to meet with God or to be changed by God or to tr- be transformed uh, by God. It's more, I'll just do this and you're good kind of thing. And a so. Yeah, a ritual. And so I feel like there's definitely a difference between... But you know what's amazing about the heart and God is that He knows it. And that our spirit intercedes for us on on our behalf. The Bible talks about how the spirit knows the mind of God, but it also knows our condition. And so what's beautiful about the heart and God and relationship is that I can sit right now before God. And not say a word. Mm -hmm. But he know in my heart that I'm trying to sit with him. And that spirit would just intercede on my behalf. Or maybe I can't get anything out but tears. Mm -hmm. He knows that too. Mm -hmm. Or because it says that the spirit utters groanings too deep for our understanding to God. And so I just feel, um, you know, that it's a beautiful thing. You cannot find that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not sold you on following Jesus yet... Uh, if you're listening, I hope you'll give it a try. You know, don't knock it till you try it. So, <laughs> Jesus isn't waiting on us to be more holy to meet with us. He wants to meet us just right where we're at. Mm-hmm. Just right where we're at. Yep. Come as you are. Yep. So, if you are listening to this and you're wondering, well, how do I get to that place of relationship with God? Yeah. Like, where, because where we've do all we struggled there. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm in the church girl too, Andrea. I'm a preacher's daughter, pastor's daughter, um, member of a gospel uh, band, Southern Gospel Band. Like, when I was younger, recorded our first song, my first song at four. So, I was in and out of all the do's, all yeah. the things that you do. So it was a struggle for me as well. So there's no shame in it. But how do we get there? Like you said. And I mean, we're talking about having a relationship with with someone we can't physically see. Yes. We can't audibly hear. Yes. So how do we get there? Yeah. Um, Well, we 
open up the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We seek Him. We learn more about Him. We spend time with Him in His Word and in prayer. Mm-hmm. Something to add. Have you ever thought about like trusting somebody with your house or with kids or um, with something that's your prized possession, just something mm-hmm. that you love and cherish or is valuable to you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to give that person that thing and trust them with it. Mm-hmm. How do you trust someone you don't know? It's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard. hard to trust a stranger. Oh yeah. And so when we spend time with God to know him and we seek him, we begin to know him and trust him because it is hard to trust somebody you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Great point. Um, so your time with God and learning about God, your relationship with God, it's an investment. Yes. So just like our human relationships with, um, spouses, friends, family, it requires time. It requires an effort and it requires an investment. Um, and the Bible tells us in James that if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I can do this, just draw near. And his word promises he will draw near to you. Yes, and Jeremiah also says, 29, 13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And, and the same thing. So God's promises are there to say, if you seek me, you will find me. But it's mm-hmm. got to be with your whole heart. It can't yeah. be half heart. Yeah. And it can't be 25% heart. Right. It's got to be. And, and you know what I think, Andrea? And this is what I think. When I say what I think, I, that, you know, I'm not saying that's in there. But I think that a lot of times our struggles get us to the desperation point. Mm-hmm. To where we fully seek God. And that's mm-hmm. when we find Him. But oh, yeah. sometimes it takes a struggle to wake us up to that fact. Or it has oh, for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. It has for me. It's taken a struggle because I'm, I'm, I'm harebrained and... Sorry for those of you that don't really know what that means. I don't know how to really describe it. It's a southern thing, I guess. Um, It kind of... What would it mean, Andrea? Kind of stubborn and... uh, Hard to deal with. I'm hard to deal with. The Holy Spirit has to work really hard in keeping me in line. He works overtime. Um, I'm I'm just hard to deal with. I feel like I'm a hard case for God. Like I've got God up there just shaking his head at me probably. So that's kind of what it means. I'm harebrained, but no, I feel desperate times have caused me to mm-hmm. seek him more fully mm-hmm. than if I'm up on the mountaintop yes. and everything's going good. Right. Because when we're on the mountain, yep. we, we think we've got it all under control. Yep. We are handling it mm-hmm. and we don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So it's important that we seek God with all our hearts. Yes. Not just what he can do for us, but seek him with all our mm-hmm. hearts. It's not that we can't ask him for things, but mm-hmm. are you also seeking just him? Right. Is He's, what it is. Yeah. Um, he needs to be the focus. Mm-hmm. Um, get our focus fixed on him. Mm-hmm. And um, he wants he wants to be with us. He mm-hmm. wants that relationship with us. He wants us to draw near to him so he can be near to us um like that was the plan from the Mm get-go if we go back to the garden of eden in genesis 
Um, God dwelt with Adam and Eve in the garden um, until sin crept in. Yeah. Um, and that is the plan at the end of it all is for us to dwell with God mm-hmm. again. I remember studying Revelation. Whoa, first of all. Um, and no, I don't have it all figured out. We're not going to be doing a podcast podcast on that next time. But I did learn a lot. And it was just mind-blowing to me to see that in the new heaven, the new Jerusalem, once we're with God, that we're going to dwell with Him. Mm-hmm. That we're going to dwell with Him. And just like yes. you said in Genesis, that's, that's how it was until sin entered. Because sin cannot be in the presence of a holy God. He's holy who is set apart. And so what's amazing is in Genesis 3.15, as soon as that happens and that separation happens to where he can't be around that anymore, mm-hmm. he already sets the plan. And yes. in Genesis 3.15 is when we get the foretelling of Jesus. of Jesus and that there's going to be a Savior come. So automatically, yes. even when the fall happened, he had, he a, plan had a plan. And, and a the plan, Yeah, and the plan was for Jesus to come. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we enter into into um, relationship with him now. Yes, and one of my favorite verses from Revelation is um, that he will wipe away every tear yeah. from our eyes, and I just love the image of that. Um, to wipe away a tear from someone's face is a loving gesture, and it requires closeness and yeah. nearness for that. Mm-hmm. And. I just think of of the love that he has for us in that image. Yeah, well, it's like the other day my little boy fell and he ran to his mommy Mm -hmm. or he runs to his daddy. And that's just like us, just running to our father. Mm -hmm. And um, just how he will just, with that same hand that formed the world, the same hand that created us, the same hand that fights for us the same hand that upholds us with its righteous right hand Mm -hmm. is the same gentle hand the mighty hand of God is the Mm -hmm. same hand that's going to wipe our tears away and I just that just washes over me and I promise that I hang on to that one day there will be no pain and one day there will be none of this stuff that we're having to deal with now that we tend to focus on Mm -hmm. it's not about this Mm -hmm. it's about where we're going we're we're passerbys this is temporary Mm -hmm. this is not our home and dwelling with him one day is beyond what I can even imagine. I yeah. mean, just just dwelling with God is beyond what I can even imagine. Oh, yeah. And it's so easy to not be consumed with our life here. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on, and it it distracts mm-hmm. from, from our relationship with God. Yeah. So it's important to um, carve out that time. Um, doesn't have to be any set amount of time. Just... An effort to meet with him absolutely because God is a gentleman mm-hmm. he's not a dictator yes. and so although he is in control he gave us free will to choose mm-hmm. him to walk with him to mm-hmm. draw near to him yeah and he's always there but always. we have to do we have a part to play too. God's sovereignty but also our responsibility our choice in choosing him mm-hmm. as our father 
right? Just in the verses we mentioned earlier, draw near and seek Him. Mm -hmm. Those are actions on our part. Exactly. And seek first the kingdom and all Mm -hmm. these things will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have a part to play. You know, I think of Luke 5, like Jesus and on the boat with Peter and they're catching the fish. I think Priscilla Shire shared this in one of her studies um, I can't remember which one, but he could have said, all the fish, jump in the boat. I mean, he's Jesus, like son yeah. of God. But he did it. He gave Peter an action, mm-hmm. and he only gave him one step. Mm-hmm. He said, cast your net. Yes. And Peter had an action to take. Right. And so it's the same with us. We have one step. Usually it's just one at a time and mm-hmm. um, that action to take. And yes. it, we have a part. To, it's a relationship. It is. Just that's how a relationship works is... Uh, both people are involved. If it's just one person involved, it's not a relationship. It's right. a dictatorship. Yeah. And it's one-sided. And mm-hmm. we both know that those things don't go well when they're oh, one-sided. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> You are exactly right. It takes two. It does. <laughs> um, but um, going back to Genesis 2, um, God asked a lot of questions. Yeah. And... Is he asking questions because he needs information and he needs to find stuff out? No, Not he's at all. God. He knows everything. Um, so he's asking questions to initiate conversation, to mm-hmm. initiate relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, and when, he's been doing that since the beginning. Yes. When when Adam and Eve sinned, God said, "Where are you? Mm-hmm. Who told you that?" Yeah. He already knew. He knew the answer. It, yeah. He wasn't asking because he didn't know the answer. He was asking because he wanted to hear mm-hmm. it from them. He, it's, a, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. He was dwelling with them. Right. And this comes after they have completely disobeyed him. Mm-hmm. So he's not after them to punish them or mm-hmm. um, he's, those are loving questions. Yeah. He's, he's using them to draw them back to him right return to him right and I and an interesting thing too once mm-hmm. it happened notice how he didn't just come in with the curse or the judgment he first asked questions mm-hmm. for that relationship yeah how many times like have I seen my kid doing something wrong and I don't come and say what are you doing sometimes I do mm-hmm. I know what they're doing oh mm-hmm. I sure know what they're doing <laughs> like I know you're doing something you don't need to be doing but I don't come always and ask questions. Sometimes I'm like, you're grounded. You know, you're, this is happening. You're losing every toy you've ever, you know, ever owned. Right. You know, jump straight to the punishment. Sometimes I dr- jump straight to the punishment, but God knew what happened mm-hmm. and he did not jump mm-hmm. straight to the punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked questions because mm-hmm. he had a plan to still yes. continue that relationship, to redeem that relationship, even though they severed it. Yes. Even and though they severed it and fell, he had the plan to fix it, even with their mm-hmm. even with their failure. Yes, and this highlights his patience too. Oh yeah. He is patient with us. I'm very impatient. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he he will give us opportunity after opportunity to come back to him. Mm-hmm. Anytime we fall, anytime we falter, mm-hmm. he just wants us to come back just as we are. Yes. Yeah, so if we're kind of thinking about God and who he is, like he's patient, he's loving, he's kind, um, he has a character that never changes. Like we change. Right. Our emotions change, our feelings change, our desires change. Mm-hmm. 
but he doesn't he, he never doesn't changes change. yeah yes and I love that we can know mm-hmm. that God never changes we know his character uh, we never have to question it um, they are statements that end in periods and I love what Beth Moore says mm-hmm. when you know what statements end in periods you can live with the questions yes yeah clap for that one absolutely (laughs) there are so many questions in life why this I can't understand this I can't understand that Lord but when when you let truth the Bible the Word of God shape you enter into your mind and heart you can you know those period statements you can deal Mm -hmm. with the questions because you know Mm -hmm. the who you know the who you may not know the what when or how Mm -hmm. But you know who. And that is the most important part. So let's talk a little bit about who God is. Um, He is incomprehensible. Mm, We we cannot fully understand who he is. Mm -mm. Uh, In Psalms, it says that his greatness is unsearchable. Mm -hmm. We... We just cannot comprehend who he is. Yeah, and in Proverbs, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Yes. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We can't wrap our carnal, finite human brains around some of these things. Around an infinite God. Yeah, we can't. Yes, Jen Wilkins says, God is incomprehensible. This does not mean he's unknowable, but that he is unable to be fully known. Yeah. yeah. So we will never fully know him, Yeah. but we will know him sufficiently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is omnipresent, mm-hmm. which means he is present everywhere, in every place, past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Solomon said in 1 Kings, Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. Yeah. He cannot be contained. He is omniscient, which means that he knows all things. He contains infinite knowledge. Yeah. He knows our thoughts. He knows those things before a word's even spoken out of our mouth. He knew us uh, before we were even formed in the womb. Mm-hmm. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He yes. knows all things. And that means he also knows all of the bad things. Exactly. He knows all of the negative things. And yet he still chooses to love us. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I like that quote. Yes. Uh, another quote from Jen Wilkin is, Our comfort lies not in holding all knowledge but in trusting the one who does absolutely and there's a there's such a comfort in that because there are just some things in life we cannot figure out you know I had a hard time still do sometimes figuring out why why my child has to struggle with Mm -hmm. special needs these why questions Um, but ultimately I know God is still good that's the period statement. Yes. I know that his hand is on my son and on our lives. And I know that he can take anything 
and he can use it for good. And I've seen him do it already. So what I know about him, but then what I've seen him do um, in that fruition of his promises and fulfillment of his promises, I know that I know that I know that I know that he is good. It's those yes. period statements, knowing the who, even when we don't know the what, the when, or the how. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I think um, just some, just a couple little things like, you know, it, it, are we seeking the hand of God or are we seeking the face of God? Mm-hmm. Um, are we seeking God's face and knowing Him or are we always just seeking the hand of God? And mm-hmm. I think it's important, you can do both. You know, you can seek the hand of God, but I think it's important to seek the face of God. Um, And it talks about that in Psalm 105, 3 through 4. But see, there are benefits to seeking the Lord. Um, In Matthew 11, 28 through 30, it talks about, Come, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So coming to Jesus, you can exchange that for rest. In Second Chronicles 16 and 19, seeking the Lord gives you strength. He gives you strength. Um, seeking the Lord gives you joy and gladness. Um, seeking the Lord can give you deliverance. And so there are benefits of seeking the Lord. But benefits to seeking the Lord are the byproduct of seeking the Lord. They're not the reason to seek the Lord. We seek the Lord to seek Him, and then these Mm -hmm. things happen. When we seek Him with all our heart, not when we seek what He can do for us with all our heart. When we seek Him with all our heart, these byproducts happen. Um, And so it's kind of like how God will take care of your needs. If if you do God's business, Mm -hmm. then God will take care of yours. If you're about the Lord's business and you're about the kingdom's business and you're about being obedient to what he's called you and purposed you to do. And with your whole little imperfect heart, you're just trying your best just to be pure and blameless before the Lord. But seek him and know him and draw closer to him. He knows that. And when you're doing that, that's righteous. Mm -hmm. And, And when you're doing that... And you taking care of the Lord's business. He takes care of yours. Yeah. Um, that's testament in my life with um, my son and everything that we went through in our difficult season. I didn't have anything in me to work on my problems. But while I was just focusing on me and the Lord, the Lord was just doing that miracle and mm-hmm. doing that miracle and doing that miracle. And I wasn't doing a thing. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And he was just doing it and just doing it. And I remember looking back saying, oh yeah, it was you that did all that, not me. Cause I, w- I had a plan to fix it, Lord, mm-hmm. but what I was doing wasn't working. <laughs> Once I just started focusing on me and him, then he yes. started working, working. And so the, these things happen. He, he, he has abundant life for us. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to have peace. He yeah. wants us to have gladness. He wants us to have deliverance. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be firm. He wants us to Uh, experience the things, the fullness of things that he's offered us in this life. But they're byproducts of seeking him and seeking him. And he wants all those things for us, Mm -hmm. but they fall in their place, you know, Mm -hmm. and they just, you don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about seeking joy if I'm seeking him. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about seeking gladness if I'm seeking him. Because he's going to work on it if I'm doing that first. Seek first the kingdom and then all these other things will be added unto you. Yes. You know, if, if we're doing that, so if we're just seeking God, 
that is the most important and vital step that we can do in terms of relationship versus just religion right with our whole heart yes um yeah so psalm 63 one says oh god you are my god earnestly i seek you my soul thirsts for you my flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water you know i feel like when i read this that i feel like we live in a dry and weary land where we're offered water that isn't living water we're offered things that um, aren't sustenance. They're, they don't sustain us. And what fulfills us, what sustains us, is living water. Jesus, yes. not the world. And we, will, we were made, our souls were made to thirst for Him. We were made to worship Him. We were made to follow Him. And so when we align that up with Him, Earnestly I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Then is when we're fulfilled. Then is when we can live like I think Paul talks about, full to the measure of the of the Lord, just filled up yes. to the measure. Yes, he he wants us to invite him into our lives. He wants to do life with us, and when we allow him to do that then you're right that is when we find what really sustains us and what really fulfills us in a really broken world oh yeah and nothing else will i've i've um like the song says the holy spirit i've tasted and seen Mm -hmm. i've tasted and seen things and i can tell you the only thing that's ever filled me up and sustained me that's lasted is jesus Mm -hmm. i've tried materialism I've tried sin. I've tried things that the world sells me. Mm-hmm. I've tried um, even making my own ego and pride feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, I've even tried the whole self-love movement, which there's nothing wrong with self-love. But mm-hmm. I've even tried, I've tried everything. Yeah. Nothing sustains me. Other, uh, Nothing can sustain you like Jesus. And yes. Psalm 148, 145, I'm sorry, 18 says, The Lord is near to all who call on him. But listen to this next part. To all who call on him in truth. Mm-hmm. And I just love this picture of how we can call upon the Lord in truth. Listen, we're not going to say anything to the Lord that surprises him. He He's knows. not going to be like, <gasps> you know, like when we yeah, say something. I can't believe you said that. Yeah, <laughs> like he knows. And so we're not going to say anything that's going to surprise the Lord. Um we call it's okay to be honest it's like that song um i love that song by elevation and maverick city music talking to jesus the last verse it says there's no wrong way to do it there's no bad time to start it doesn't have to sound pretty just tell him what's on your heart because it's not a religion it's more like a friendship so just talk to your father like you are his kid just start talking to jesus Mm -hmm. And I just love how simple that is, but true and biblical it is. We just go to Him in truth, and He's near. Yes. If I'm struggling with something He says or that His Word says, I can go to Him in truth. Mm -hmm. If I'm struggling with my own life and my Mm -hmm. feelings, I can go to Him in truth. Mm -hmm. If I've messed up, 
<laughs> I can go to him in truth, just like David and Psalmist did, no matter what, whether they were praising the Lord, whether they were asking the Lord where he was at, mm-hmm. whether they were lamenting, lamenting, however you say that, whatever they were doing, they were going to him. See, that's the part yes. to just whatever we're doing to keep going to him. That's the relationship to keep going to him, just like I would want my kids to do. Mm-hmm. You mess up, just come to me. If you're, if you did something great, come to me, just, mm-hmm. just come, just, yes. just come to me. And he tells us over and over and over, just come, just mm-hmm. come. Yeah. And it's, I think we get intimidated, like we got to clean up, but we don't. Yeah. It's just honest, just being mm-hmm. honest and truth. Yes. Yes. Just seek him, draw near to him and he'll meet you Absolutely. wherever you are. Absolutely. So we really hope that this has encouraged you. Um, we'd love to hear from you on our Instagram or Facebook page, what you thought and how this spoke to you, um, or maybe how you have kind of struggled with this religion versus relationship and kind of what God has spoken to you about it. But we appreciate you guys so much for listening and tuning in and Hopefully it won't be as uh, long before we do our next one. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see though. Time got away from us. Yeah, time got away. (laughs) A few few crazy life events happened, you know. But you guys have a great and blessed day. um, And we thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye.